Welcome to another episode of Jesus Reloaded. And today I want to talk to you about Jesus in your home. The Bible tells us in the book of John chapter 2 verse 1. And it says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said it unto him. They have the wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with you? My hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatever I said unto you, do it. And there was set there six water pots of stone after the manner of providing of the Jews, containing two or three fragments apiece. Verse 7. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they shall and they fill them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not where it was from it was, but the servants which drew the water near, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doeth set forth good wine. When men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. The Bible says, This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Canaan of Galilee and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. The Bible says, This is the beginning of miracles. So the first miracle that was performed by Jesus was at a marriage. Added married, I believe this is significant and very important. And because when we talk about a marriage, what is a marriage? A marriage is a ceremony that solemnizes the home. What is a home? A home is a place where a man and a woman join together in holy matrimony as husband and wife live together and bring forth fruit to the glory of God. And it's quite interesting that the first marriage ever recorded in the gospel was done at a marriage. And that tells you the, the place that the home has in the heart of God. When you go back to the, to the book of Genesis, you will see that God is the one who established the institution of marriage and the institution of the home. Now, when God created man, the Bible says he put him in the Garden of Eden and then there for him to work. And at one point, the Bible tells us that God said, it's not good for man to be alone, but I will make him a help suitable for him. And we're made to understand that God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and from his right hand, right hand uh, side took a rib. And from that rib, he made him a woman and brought the woman unto the man. And man said, this is the flesh of my flesh and the bone of my bone. He said, so shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. That is what marriage and the home is all about. But the Bible says the first miracle was in the home. And that means that it doesn't matter whether you were born in a church or born out of, um, or you, you know, you were married in the church or out of the church or, you, you know, you were not a believer. The fact is that God is interested in your home. God has interest in your home. 
In fact, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible tells us how God, when man and woman came together, brought the man and woman together, he blessed them. The Bible says in verse, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, and God blessed them. And God said up to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That gives us a picture that God is so much interested in the family. He has given power to the family to walk in dominion. And Satan knows this. That's why the Bible says one shall chase a thousand and two shall chase ten thousand. There is power in the unity of a home. Because God has blessed every home. He has blessed every man and every woman. He has blessed the home and he has place authority in the home Bible said he blessed them that means he joined them together and they became one and once a man and a woman are one then they walk in authority to rule in dominion but Satan knew this and this is one of the reasons why Satan's always been attacking the home right from the very beginning in, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, God created man and woman and he joined them together. We were told about that ceremony in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. But when you look at Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, it says, And then the serpent. The moment God created the home and he blessed them and he gave them authority, Satan stepped in straight away to destroy the home. Because Satan knows if he can destroy the home, then he can destroy the plans of God. Then he can affect the kingdom of God. And that is why there is so many attacks on the homes in our generation today. There are so many single parents and so many um, prodigal sons. Married and divorces rate has gone high. A Satan is attacking the home because he knows that there is power in the unity of a home. Now, let's go back to that marriage in in John chapter 2 and to let you know what is so important. There will come a time in your relationship with husband and wife in that home, in that marriage, when it will seem as if they have no more wine. Things are not the way they used to be. Things are not as rosy or as sweet or as romantic as they used to be. That doesn't mean that's the end of the marriage. Mary went to Jesus and said, they have no one. Things are not how they used to be. Jesus has an interest in your home. He wants to be the foundation of your home. He wants to be the pillar of your home. If you let Jesus into your into your marriage, into your home, things will change for good. Things will not be the same. Do you remember the testimony of that governor? He said people first put forward the, the good wine. And then when the good wine is finished and people are drunk and don't notice the difference, you then bring out the bad wine. In other words, it's as if the first sweet years of a marriage is at the beginning. And then afterwards, it's you know, things now people falling out of love or just coping with each other or just staying with each other maybe because of the kids or be, you know because of one responsibility or the other. And then they live their, their remaining lives of that marriage in, in, out of love. But it doesn't have to be that. Do you know that in Christ Jesus, your better years are yet to come? That is the, one of the key messages in that scripture there. That the 
sweeter years are yet to come because they already had the sweet wine and according to natural concept the next wine that they should have is the worst wine but however the governor came and testified that you have kept the good wine until now it means that you don't need to give hope you give up hope you don't need to be weary or anxious and think that's it with our best years are gone no jesus said if you let me into your home your better years your sweeter years are about to begin now but also remember this all became a reality because of an instruction mary said to the servants whatever he tells you to do do it in order for you to be to enter into this new season of better wine you will have to listen to the instructions from jesus how do i listen to his instruction jesus christ is the word of god personified when you read study and meditate upon the word of god and follow the wisdom concepts in the bible related to home that is you listening to the instruction of jesus because wisdom is the instrument for divine instruction God instructs us by his wisdom. God's word is instruction, is, is wisdom, and his wisdom is instruction. If you read the book of Proverbs, and book of Proverbs between and Proverbs chapter 1 up to Proverbs chapter 8, you see the power of wisdom. You see the instruction of wisdom. When you allow wisdom, wisdom of God, which is his word, to instruct you, your better years will begin to manifest. Because sometimes, some of the things God will ask you to do will look foolish. I mean, the, Mary said they needed wine. And he said, pour water into a, into a jug. I believe the servants would have been looking at each other thinking, water? Yes, water. But when they obeyed Jesus and poured water into the jar, it when they began to draw the water in faith, it turned into wine. When you listen to the instruction of God's word, and allow Jesus to guide you. Sometimes the instructions may be foolish. It could be there was, there's been an argument or a conflict between husband and wife, and one or the other is waiting for the other one to, to say, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry, thinking, I'm not, I'm not the one who started the fight. I'm not the one who started the argument. But it doesn't matter. Jesus Christ is not interested in who started the argument or who started the fight. He might say to you, call your wife or call your partner and just say, I'm sorry, and peace will be restored in the home. And when you obey him, oh my God, things turn around. That was the testimony of that might at Canaan. And the Bible said, and the glory of God showed forth. That means the, the home is a target of God's glory. God wants the, his glory to manifest in the home. And the only way for that to happen is to allow Jesus to rule in your home. Is allow Jesus to instruct in your home. Is allow Jesus, give him his place. The might at Canaan was saved because they gave Jesus a place. I pray that you will give Jesus a, a, a place in your marriage, in your home from this day forth. And as you do so, you will see as Jesus will turn around your situation. Jesus in your home, in your marriage is a must. God bless you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Jesus Reloaded.